Hey Baker, welcome to Business is Sweet. It's easy to fall in love with the sweet art of baking. It's a bit harder to take the right steps to create a successful business around your baking. But the business side of baking is also pretty sweet. I believe that you can be paid well for your creativity, build a successful baking business from home, and enjoy the work you get to do. And in fact, I don't just believe it, I know it because I've done it. I'm your host, Brett, a self-taught home-based baker myself who's built a thriving business making a full-time income as a wedding cake designer, all from home while raising my two little kiddos. And I'm here to show you how to do it too. Welcome to the show. Hey there, Baker. It's Brett. If you've been keeping up with me, then you know I'm in the middle of starting a whole new cake business from scratch, ground zero, doing it all the way from the ground up. And every Tuesday, I'm just going to drop in and give you a little mini episode to update you on how things are going and the progress I've made, whether I've gotten any orders. Last week, I let you know how I worked on my business plan and kind of laid the framework and the foundation for my new cake business. It's called Salt Creek Cake. And in the last seven days, since I last spoke to you about it, a couple great things have happened. I launched my Instagram page for it, started completely from scratch, a whole new page. And it's called Salt Creek Cake. So if you want to follow along and see what's going on there and watch as I grow that whole new page, you can. It's going to be a really fun experiment to see if that is a good method to reach my target audience here in this new town that I'm in. I definitely want to play around with it and see, yeah, if people really are on Instagram here, if it really reaches them, and if it ends up not being a viable option, then I'll probably put my time somewhere else. But Instagram's a really great place to start, and social media in general, because it's totally free, and it's risk-free to just start putting stuff up and putting stuff out there. And so if you follow me right now, you'll see that I don't have a lot there yet at all. And it's fun because... I I just I've been feeling this feeling and I, I wonder if you felt it too and it just it makes it kind of fun. You get stuck in this catch twenty two where you don't want to start until you have everything you need, but you don't get what you need until you start. And so starting this new business, it's like I've given myself some rules of I can't use any of my old cake pictures. I have to start a whole new portfolio and I'm not allowed to share it on my Hobble Creek cake page. I'm not just going to try and transfer my audience from that page to Salt Creek cake. I want to start completely from scratch as best as I can. Um, And so I've been feeling it. Even after having built my own cake business, I've been feeling this like I I get to these little roadblock mental moments where I'm like, oh, how do I move forward? Like, I don't have my pricing finished, and so how can I build an Instagram? Or I don't have pictures, and so how can I make posts? So I've just been trying to get creative and do little bits of it as I can every day. And Canva has been a really great tool. If you've never used Canva before, this is a totally non-sponsored shout out to Canva. It is the greatest design tool for us small business owners to, you can make logos, you can make stories, you can make graphics and icons and anything that you need for your business. And so right now, 
when I don't have any photos, I'm pretty much making everything in Canva. The graphics for my pricing sheet, the graphics for my menu, it's all just being done in Canva. And then I'll add photos as I go along. I am planning a photo shoot. I've got all the cake layers baked. I've got the buttercream and I'm going to make that tomorrow. I've got all the butter sitting out, just um, thawing and softening. And I've, I've planned it very strategically where I'm going to have four different single tier cakes and then two dummy cakes. And I'm just going to mix and match them, adding flowers and different textures. And I'm going to squeeze as much content for my new portfolio as I can out of that. It's got a whole new aesthetic and look to it, which I'm still kind of testing out. You know, I picked the name Salt Creek Cake and I kind of picked my colors as like this dark sage green and kind of like a a warm deep tan color like very kind of mountainy outdoorsy neutral because it's a very very outdoorsy kind of community lots of hunters lots of cowboys we have one of the biggest rodeos in the u.s here and so i'm really trying to gear towards that crowd and it's it's actually proving a little bit tricky i i really have to let go of what i want what i like so much and try and merge it with what is important to the people here and i i really have to get out of my own head and spend some time asking neighbors for their opinions and i plan to post it in some local facebook groups and see what they think get feedback but that's um really important as i start up i really want to um speak to this niche so i'm i'm designing my whole aesthetic for that i've got my instagram up it's running you can check it out there if you don't want to follow me you don't have to because i don't want to just you know bring in all my followers from using the out of home baker or my cake page so but just like tag it somehow so you can check in and see how it's doing um i'm really excited to see the other i've i've been brainstorming ideas like crazy how i want to market this i really feel like in this small town where communities like kind of a thing, I, I really feel like networking is going to be important. That I'm going to need to network with my own personal network, the neighbors and the friends that I've made, with um, professionals here, like photographers and the shops and the other businesses, um, and just really start to make some connections. So I've been like having ideas. They have a local newspaper. I thought maybe I could write an article about this new business I'm starting here and how I started and and maybe that could get published there. Um, we went to the rec center the other night and there was a whole bunch of soccer games going on that were adults, like young adults. And I was looking around, I'm like, these are the people I think I'm trying to reach is this young adult crowd who might be getting engaged, um, these single adults. And so I thought maybe I could like run a cupcake booth at the concessions and like sell cupcakes and make money there, but also market at the same time and like start to get my name out. I saw that they're doing a community arts night. I thought I might try and sell some of my cake there. And I'm just, it's like when you reach out for things like this, people might say no. And that's okay. That means, you know, it's either not a good fit or you've just got to be creative and find something else. And so I feel like when we're testing and experimenting different ways to market, you have to just release yourself from the other person's ability to say yes or no and just ask and just like try all the avenues you can because it doesn't hurt. The worst that can happen is they say no and then you move on to the next space or you tweak it so that it is a good fit for them. Um, 
I'll just ask them, hey, well, if it doesn't work for you, do you know anywhere else? Maybe I could do this. Do you have any ideas? And just like start to kind of follow that chain of thought, the chain of recommend recommendations or referrals and, and find where it is a good fit to market. Um, I know there's a community like 411 page. I've been thinking about the library. Um, I thought about going into the city office and just introducing myself, bringing some cupcakes, asking like if there was, you know, any way that they knew of that businesses have got their names out in this town or if I could join the chamber of commerce and just like start to make those connections, make those conversations. And it, it sounds kind of scary, but again, it really isn't when you, don't hold yourself responsible for anyone else's responses and when you come with this very genuine authentic like hey i'm here to help make the community a better place i'm here to play my part as a member of this town and and that comes across really genuine to people and i mean if you're bringing samples it can't hurt either But it's something that, I mean, it takes practice and you also just don't, you don't have to be afraid. Um, it's, it's an opportunity for you to serve more and you just know that the, the people around you, they need what you have. There's people who are looking for you, waiting for you. And so just by showing up, by being available, by putting yourself out there a little bit, pushing just a little past your comfort zone, that's how you're going to connect with those customers who are just looking for what you have. So anyways, those are where my marketing ideas. And obviously I'm building a website. I'm going to link my website to a cast iron shop. And the reason I'm using cast iron is I've been working with their team for the past year as they've been building. Basically, it's like Etsy for bakers, but it's more than that. They have been really great. They really, really try to make the tools that home bakers and food entrepreneurs need in order to have the easiest experience like managing customers and the back end of it. And so my whole hope in linking my website and my shop to cast iron is that it'll make it super, super simple for customers to order and for me to just hit like booked and the payment is processed that way. So it's a total experiment and I'm not sure if it's going to work for custom cakes like this, but I definitely want to give it a shot and see if I can set it up to really work for me because if it takes a lot of the load off and if it can automate a lot of the work that I'm doing by hand with my cake business, then it'll definitely be worth it. I'm going to start off with the free version as I build things out. And then once I get to a point where I feel like I'm going to start really taking on those orders, which I have a a pretty hefty goal of like 10 to 12 orders a month for March and April, then if, if I start taking on those orders, I don't want to pay too much of a processing fee, then it might be more worth it to switch to the premium version, which is $90 a month. So I'm like, watching my numbers. I'm planning that. I'm also wrapping that into the price, like ready to include that premium fee into my price if necessary. Um, and I'll just see, yeah, I'll see if it works. And if it doesn't, then that's okay. I might find a different way to go and I'll give my feedback to them and they will take it and they will make it better because they've been incredible to work with. So here's fingers crossed that it's going to make it super, super easy for me and for my customers. Cause that's one of my huge goals with this new baking business is to make it as easy as possible. Cause I really want to push myself to take new orders. I really want to push myself to hit high income goals, but 
I also have the goal that it's not going to infringe on my mental health or my family's well-being. Like it's supposed to feel easy, which sounds crazy, (laughs) but I believe in the idea of taking control of what you're doing and being a better boss to yourself and setting boundaries and prioritizing your well-being. That is the key to success in business. If you're not doing well, you can only hold out for so long. And like for me, this past year has been a journey of mental health. After having my baby, I had postpartum anxiety that was directly related to nursing and nursing would send me into panic attacks. And it was a crazy roller coaster of figuring that out. But for the first time in my life, it brought my attention to how I feel day to day and paying attention to my emotions and what's causing them. It sounds crazy, but we really never learn. We, we don't take the time to understand ourselves like that. And so that was actually a real, real gift to me this year that I was able to start to learn about my emotional health. And so I've been paying attention all year. What makes me feel good? What doesn't? And it it sounds so simple, but sleep, I realize, is a huge factor in my mental health. And I think the reason why I've never connected it before is because if I don't get a good night's sleep one night, the real effects of it don't hit me until like three days later. And then I spend a week catching up and I don't know why I'm so grumpy or why I feel so hopeless. And it's because of that one night of sleeplessness that I had, but it was a few nights ago. And so I wasn't connecting it, but now I'm really starting to see the pattern. And so as I go into this new baking business, my sleep is a huge priority. I don't want to work late into the night. And so I'm going to have to plan and have some discipline during the day. I'm going to have to utilize all my resources, whether that's working, you know, in the morning, I'd rather get up a little earlier and work then than sacrifice a good night's sleep. And If it's, you know, getting a help from a babysitter, whether that's grandma or the neighbors, sometimes we trade babysitting and that's really nice. Um, Just finding ways to plan and also really making my production as smooth as possible. I've got my menu all written out and it's a really simple version of a menu. There's only four flavors and that is to help kind of cut back on the customization, still pouring the quality and they're my top four flavors. But because I really want to mass produce and push this, I have to balance it by eliminating just a little bit of customization. And I don't think it's going to damper the quality. They're still really, really good cake flavors. And I think it'll still give people, you know, a good breadth of options to choose from. And those are things that I'll test out and validate as I go along and maybe tweak if needed. But that's part of how I really want to streamline my production is my menu. I've got my chocolate, my vanilla, my red velvet, and my lemon. And I've come up with nice catchy names and I made little graphics for them on my menu. So if you find me on Salt Creek Cake, you can check out the graphics that I made. I'm actually pretty proud of them. (laughs) Um, I look back on the first graphics I ever made for baking sales like I did a cookie sale years and years ago and the first little flyer I ever made I just cringe it's like so much text it's like a little paragraph it's like a little mini essay on this paper with like the worst little animations and things but (laughs) hey it worked and I learned as I went along I've gotten a lot better at that now um so I've created those graphics and 
just working on streamlining production and I figured out my pricing today. Huge one to tackle, but it was actually the easiest it's ever been. Granted, I've spent, you know, the past two years teaching hardcore about pricing and money in business. And so that made it easy, but it just goes to show that what the more you understand about your numbers and your price, the easier it gets to price things. And if you've been listening, if you've been paying attention, if you've been in my classes, you know that there are three objectives when it comes to pricing. You have to cover your costs. If you don't break even, then you're making zero money. (laughs) So you have to at least, number one, cover your costs. Number two, you have to compensate for the labor involved. This is paying the employee who's doing the work. That employee, in pretty much all cases, is going to be you. You're compensating yourself, not just for the time, but for the stress and for the experience level and the amount of attention that you have to put to it that is what you're paying for the labor so number one cover the cost number two compensate the labor number three you have to keep money in your business make a profit for your business so you can grow and so you can invest so using all of those principles and using the workbook from my pricing mastermind class I figured out all my base pricing in under an hour (laughs) and it's the quickest I've ever done it and it was brilliant. And so now I know I've got prices that are covering my costs. I know how much I'm making an hour. I know how much I'm making off of each cake that I sell in that price range. And it's set perfectly to hit my goals of 10 to 12 cakes a month to make 2,400 to 2,700 a month. Like, and that's bottom line. Um, I don't think in top line, I don't think in revenue because revenue honestly means nothing. Revenue is, you know, your total sales. Once you subtract all your expenses, all your costs, you're left with like what's actually in your pocket and that's what matters. And so all of my goals and whenever I talk money, I'm always thinking the bottom line because that's what's actually meaningful to me. So I figured out all my pricing. I posted it. Yes, you post your pricing because you will always lose more customers by not posting it than by posting it. Because when you post your prices, even if they're just estimates, it gives people an idea if you're a good match and then you can have real relevant conversations and you don't waste your time and they don't waste their time with people who just aren't in your budget. It helps you get to the right people faster and you build your marketing around that so when they see that price they're like yeah this fits like I feel like that's a good trade of value so I've got pricing I've got my marketing I'm gonna start reaching out to the community this week I'm gonna start actually launching this business and hopefully it would be so cool by next week on Tuesday if I can say that I've got my first order so we're gonna see let's let's put that to the test and see if I can come back with some orders booked for March and April and maybe even some other months um, but that's the goal and that's where we are so far with Salt Creek cake um, it's been really fun and I, I really am just itching to get making cake again I've been so busy with the coaching and the classes and other projects um, that I'm creating for you so you can have more resources as a baker I've been building the business school for bakers which I'm so excited about it's gonna be like your own little mba in baking business and it'll be a whole kind of self-guided course that takes you through all the topics of business that you just don't ever get to learn 
It'll be entrepreneurship and business principles and strategy and marketing and money and finance and accounting. All of it is going to be wrapped up into this business school for bakers. All of it geared towards what you do as a home baker. And I'm so excited to get that launched. So it's like, (laughs) if I didn't have enough on my plate starting a whole new business, I'm also going to build a whole school for you. (laughs) But that's going on and it's just a really fun time. And actually this month, January, is... The birthday month of the out of home baker two years ago i started this little instagram page it had four followers <laughs> two years ago and i had just had so much hope that from what i had learned i could turn around and give it to somebody else and that somebody else could benefit from it i felt so blessed to have been able to be home with my kids and create an income and and learn so much about business and found that i had a knack for it and so I I just felt like it was my responsibility to turn around and, and pass that forward and pay it forward. And I'm so glad that I did. It's it's incredible how much it's grown. It's incredible how many people have been impacted so positively from from everything that I've been able to do, from posts to lives to courses and videos. I'm just I'm so glad that I get to be a part of your journey. And that kind of wraps up the update for today. Watch for another episode, a full episode launching on Thursday. And I wish you the best in all your baking this week.